Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today I think we have a rather fun one, at least for you corporate attorneys out there that know about registered agent service of process and all of these fun terms of art that we regularly use with our corporate clients, whether they're startups or giant entities. And the reason we're going to have that conversation is because of a periodical here online called Xbox Era, which put out a tweet late last night that went as follows. Remember those Bungie acquisition rumors? We think they're real. This tweet led to an article that was linked to me maybe a hundred times by those of you that love virtual legality. And I always want to say I am very appreciative of that. I got it linked to me so many times. I can't give any specific hat tips, but know that I very much appreciate being told about these things. And on that score, I also very much like that places like Xbox Era are trying to do legal research, trying to dive into legal documents that you can find online and try to tease things out. I think that's great. I think that's useful. I think that's interesting. Unfortunately, I think that this particular analysis misses the boat a little bit through no fault of Xbox eras. They are no reason to know a lot about registered agents or corporate formation. That's really why you call me or another corporate attorney in your area when you're starting up a firm. But they wind up making some leaps and generalizations that unfortunately for those of you that would love to see Microsoft buy Bungie, I don't think are warranted. So let's take a look at what they actually said. I know it wasn't actually that long ago, but to be fair, a lot has happened since then. Yep, absolutely welcome to 2020. But on GamesBeat, there was a rumor that Microsoft was in talks with Bungie. They said that it was false effectively on a tweet that Nibble put out there that summarized that GamesBeat document. We actually did a video on this entire thing called Microsoft to buy Bungie, when is a denial not really a denial, where we talked about kind of the structure of this kind of denial, this is false, to a multifaceted statement like the one Nibble made on Twitter. You can check out that video, but suffice it to say, we have our doubts about the veracity of such a blanket statement when you do have those conditional phrases put on the original rumor. There's no question really in my mind that at bare minimum, Bungie and Microsoft have picked up the phone at one point or another way back when or recently. That doesn't mean a deal is imminent, however, and you can check out that video for more conversation there. Now, the important part about this particular article is understanding what a registered agent is, right? Because their first kind of posit and the real significant error here in kind of thinking happens right early on. It says, and so the rumor faded away more or less until today, following a discovery by an Xbox era community member and further investigation by our own Nick Baker, it seems there is more to this than initially thought. When a US-based company gets acquired, it seems an officer role is added under the title Corporation Service Company Agent as seen on opencorporates.com, which was not a website with which I was familiar. And we'll talk about some of what it does and why it can be confusing to really anybody, including lawyers, if you just take the labels that they put on things at their face value. But overall, we have to break this down, right? There is no entity that gets filed as an officer of a company that was just purchased or that is proposed to be purchased or that is going to be purchased. 
What this conversation winds up being about is what is known as a registered agent. In most jurisdictions, it can be called other things in various states. That's one thing if you're not in the United States, you may or may not know. Corporations and limited liability companies and entities in general are creatures of state law and not of federal law. That means there's no federal repository of information on corporations. They all live, or what we would call are domiciled, in the state in which they were formed. So what is a registered agent? Well, a registered agent is what you need if you are operating your company, but were formed in a different state, right? So if we go and we look at the Bungie Inc. entry that they link to with respect to their article here, you see that Bungie Inc. is described as a branch, which is wrong, but we'll talk about that in a second, and a foreign profit corporation. Now, foreign is a term of art, again, in corporate law. It doesn't mean that you have to be international, it means that you were formed in a state outside of that in which you are operating. So you're operating in Washington, but you were formed in Delaware. Maybe I'll do a video someday about why so many corporations are formed in Delaware, but suffice to say, it's a bit of an accident of history, and it's where most moneyed institutional investors are willing to invest in companies. They like Delaware law, they like Delaware litigation and jurisprudence, and so most companies that are going out there and seeking money either on a public basis or from well-heeled investors, will ultimately become a Delaware corporation. And Bungie Inc. is no different. They're a Delaware corporation that operates in Washington, which means what? According to the Washington Secretary of State, it means that if they're doing business in Washington, they must have a registered agent with a physical Washington state address. Now, that could be an individual working at Bungie headquarters. A lot of companies do that, have an individual, maybe have their in-house counsel receive their service of process because what's the purpose of this job? The purpose here is to get mail on behalf of the corporation. Corporation is a legal fiction, right? It's something that the state recognizes as useful for liability purposes and capitalization purposes and has certain functional rules around, but it doesn't exist in a real way. And so you need to be able to send mail to somebody. And in this particular case, you name a company that is going to receive that mail, a company like CSC, who describes a registered agent as follows. A registered agent or agent for service of process provides a legal address within the jurisdiction where legal documents may be served during business hours or somebody that sits at a table and takes your mail for you because the state needs to be able to go after you for taxes at a specific address or they need to be able to file a lawsuit against you or a civil party needs to be able to know where they can serve you with that process, subpoena you if you're otherwise in trouble. And this is the service they provide. Now, importantly, they don't provide it for free. It's certainly not a driver that you have to worry about on your budget line items. It's not a huge expense, but you have to pay these services to go sit at that table and take your mail for you. And they can provide other services like filing services, and they generally combine all of these various services into one entity. CSC is a very big one, as is CT Corporation, which we will see talked about in a second. But overall, every entity that is domiciled elsewhere but operates right here has to have a registered agent that they tell the state that they're operating in about. So it is no surprise that virtually every entity, because so many are organized in Delaware, has a registered agent. The other component of this, you might say, Rick, well, if they're in Washington and they need to tell Washington about it, can't they just be themselves? Yes, they can, but there is usefulness in essentially aligning your various registered agent services. Bungie operates in a couple of states, has a couple of these kind of qualifications to do business, 
including in Delaware, where they are formed. And so you generally like to have, if you're already paying for a registered agent in one place, you can get volume discounts and otherwise coordinate your mail and litigation issues amongst one company. And so you generally do that, even if you could otherwise have the mail sent to yourself. Which leads us kind of to the next question, right? We've got them starting to break down why they think registered agents are important to this particular rumor. And this is all about timing. When we look at what they have to say here, keep track of the dates, and we will certainly be highlighting them for you. But it's important to note that what we wind up with is a kind of correlation versus causation problem. Or said another way, the sidewalks are wet and so they caused the rain, right? What they have identified here at Xbox Era doing their legal research is a situation in which companies that are bought by Microsoft have a tendency after the acquisition to change their registered agent to CSC. Now that makes sense, right? If you're a corporation, whether you're a giant like Microsoft or maybe a mom and pop that's expanding and buying up another nearby mom and pop, you've got your own professional service providers that you like. When a client of mine buys up another company across the street, chances are that legal counsel from the former company is going to get offed, not literally, just terminated from their legal counsel services, right? Because the company that bought them likes me and I'm their lawyer. And so you can expect to see those kinds of changes when you start going down and acquiring companies. So when they say undead labs, we can look at this site and see that they changed to corporation services company with a very broad uh, date period here because this site that we were just looking at kind of grabs all this information from the Secretary of State and various other agencies and just guesses at what they can see. You see these dates and we can't really tell exactly what happened first or last. But fortunately, we can look up these various things in the Secretary of State of the state of Washington. So we've got a statement of change, a designation of registered agent for undead labs filed in October of 2018. What does this do? It names the CSC as their registered agent, right? So when you look at this, they have their current registered agent and then they file it and it becomes the corporation service company as their new registered agent. But it's in October of 2018. When were they announced to have been acquired? June of 2018. Now, as we've talked about in this space, that doesn't mean when it was announced that it was all a done deal, although I think these announcements at E3 tended to be closer to finish than something like the Zenimax deal uh, that we're also going to talk about as part of this video. But it's important to note the order of operations here, right? They enter into a term sheet. They have extensive negotiations. They probably enter into a purchase agreement. At that point, it's eligible to be announced. Maybe they close it before announcement, depending on whether Xbox has any issues with that or they're all collecting them for something like E3. Then you announce it, then it's closed, and then you change your professional service providers, right? And so Undead Labs, yeah, they changed. They changed in the end of 2018 when it was announced that they were bought by Microsoft in the middle of 2018. Obsidian, you see here that the earliest date that they could have changed this under this particular kind of compilation of information is December of 2018. So when were they bought? They were bought in November of 2018. You go down to In Exile, same thing, December 2018. And they were actually bought on the same day, November 10th, 2018. You can continue to go down and do this over and over and over again. And it wouldn't surprise me if this happens across the board. But you also get these other instances, which are pretty interesting. Right? You have Xbox era pulling up Insomniac games and they 
point out that even though Insomniac was bought by Sony, you can see they changed to corporation service company as agent sometime between 1994 and 2020. Not, not the greatest site if you need detail on these kinds of things. And I think what happened was they did this article and they thought that this was some kind of United States national thing that happens when you get acquired, that you have this corporation service company that has some kind of registration component to it and that that indicates that you were bought. But now that we know in this video between you and I that this is a professional service provider that you pay for, the fact that it got changed when Sony bought Insomniac Games means at bare minimum, even if you want to assume that all of this means that Bungie is up for sale or has already been sold and not told anybody, we don't know the identity of the buyer, right? The premise of this article is that Microsoft is engaged with rumors with Bungie. Even if you want to give every benefit of the doubt and ignore everything else that I say in this video, you can't say it's Microsoft. Because there are a lot of companies that love CSC. CSC is one of the biggest provider of all sorts of business services to the entirety of the Fortune 500, along with CT Corp. And so the fact that Sony likes CSC and Microsoft likes CSC doesn't prove anything except for the fact that when a company changes to CSC, it could have been because they liked the rates or they had a difficulty with their prior provider or they got bought but it doesn't tell you who bought them because CSC is just a company that provides services to a whole bunch of other big companies, which leads us kind of to the next point. CT and CSC are not the same, right? The Xbox era article says, hey, remember ZeniMax? I think they've been in the news recently, one of the biggest deals in video game history. Admittedly though, the dates don't seem quite right, but it's there nonetheless. And it's more than just the dates, right? This change was made apparently sometime between 1999 and April of 2018. But if you're watching closely, it's the corporation trust company that is currently the ZeniMax registered agent, not the corporation service company. Now, I don't blame anybody for making this mistake. In corporate law, we are known for our really, really boring names. And so it's no surprise that the biggest entities in the United States that perform registered agent services are Corporation Service Company and the Corporation Trust Company. But it doesn't change the fact that they are different, right? Here's the CT Corp website. You see the lady here, nice logos here, looks one way. Here's the CSC website, as we already looked at, registered agent services, completely different logo, completely different function. Uh, in, in my line of work, I like a service company called Unisearch. Hey, Unisearch, if you wind up watching this video, I like using your services. I changed to use Unisearch after I stopped enjoying working with national registered agents, NRA, because they weren't doing things that I liked for my clients, which is fine. They perform a lot of good services for a lot of other clients. But these are professional services that lawyers regularly work with and you hire CSC, you hire NRA, you hire Unisearch, you hire whoever it is. And the fact that you changed is really more reflective of the fact that giving the full benefit of the doubt, the acquirer that just bought you likes CSC more. But they are different companies and all sorts of companies change to CSC for all sorts of reasons, right? Just randomly, I pull up Activision Blizzard Inc. You can see here, this is the quote unquote branch of California Activision Blizzard, where they actually operate for a Delaware entity, very similar to Bungie operating in Washington. And you can see sometime between 2000 and 2019, they had the addition of an officer corporation service company as agent, right? And no, don't anybody take this video and come back to me in the comments and say, I told you that Microsoft is buying Activision Blizzard. I did not. 
The point of this particular example is that Microsoft is very clearly not buying Activision Blizzard, and I won't correct that until they do, and I have to make a video about it, right? So when you see these kinds of bits of information, Corporation Service Company provides these services to all sorts of companies, you can't just say that because they are now a quote-unquote officer that that means that Microsoft is buying them or that anybody else is buying them. There's a whole bunch of reasons that you might change your professional service provider. Which leads me to really my last kind of item directly on this article, right? They pull up Bungie. That's what we've been talking about. That's what we will talk about more. They also point out that this is filed on this particular website as a KYC kind of filing. That's know your customer from a finance standpoint. If you work in banking or finance, you probably recognize that. I looked at this and this kind of goes along with this website, which I think is useful. I'm glad they showed it to me, but it makes a lot of kind of easy errors, right? Bungie Inc. in Washington isn't a branch of Bungie Inc. in Delaware. It is Bungie Inc. in Delaware with permission to operate in Washington. Corporation Service Company isn't an officer of Bungie. They're just the registered agent. And you get all these kinds of little things. And this, the change of a registered agent, isn't a KYC kind of concept. It's just that if you go and you look at their categories, they don't have something better to file it under. So you add all this stuff up, It's no surprise that somebody like Xbox era got confused on these points. I don't blame them at all, and I'm happy they're having the conversation. But this kind of website isn't as good as actually going to the source. And thankfully, in the case of Bungie, we can go to at least half of those sources. Delaware is always very cagey with their filings, as we will talk about when we get there. But Delaware and Washington here on this particular thumbnail is not just instructions to a really good restaurant or a place to get to in lower Manhattan. It is instead the notion that we have to keep track of the fact that Bungie is an entity in Delaware operating in Washington. As we talked about with respect to a registered agent, Bungie always had to file to have a registered agent, whether that was themselves, an individual, somebody like CT Corp or CSC. And in fact, in Washington, we can track how they did this. We go to that open corporates page. We see that they're a foreign profit corporation. We see that they added the corporation service company as agent. And we see these various filings and also where they're sourced, the Washington Secretary of State as a matter of public domain. So we can go and we can look in Washington and we can see the entire history of Bungie Inc. in these filings. These are the actual filings that they made to affect corporate changes. This is the kind of thing that you would pay me at Hogue Law to help you draft and file for you. You can see the very first filing here is January 14th, 2011, which might surprise some of you, right? And you had to kind of look at this and we're going to look at it in this video to understand what happened here. But their first filing of this entity is in January of 2011. And they tell the state of Washington, we're Bungie Inc. We're from Delaware. And we were formed in Delaware on December 31st, 2010. Now, if you're looking at that, you say, hey, I've been playing Bungie games longer than 10 years. So what's that all about, Rick? And this is the kind of thing that, that I do for a living. So you go and you look at these documents. And you say, what is that all about? I say, you look at the Wikipedia entry. You say, okay, maybe we can backfill what happened here. It says on October 5th, 2007, Bungie announced that it had split from Microsoft and become a privately held independent company, Bungie LLC. Now, that's a limited liability company. That's different from a corporation. While Microsoft retained ownership of the Halo franchise intellectual property. So 
in or around 2007, Bungie LLC came into existence. And if we actually go and we look at, again, this open corporates page, we can see Bungie LLC listed again as a branch operating in Washington is a terminated entity that incorporated, which is not correct terminology here either, on 5 July 2007. And where do they get that date? They get that from these filings. So you see, they were organized in Delaware, branch of a Delaware U.S. company, but they had to file back in 2007, which matches up with that Wikipedia entry, to do business in Washington. They went about that business. They filed, they amended their filing, they formed annual reports, filed, 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 and then they dissolved on January 14th, 2011. Now, chances are that date rings a bell for you already because the filing date of this Certificate of Authority for Bungie Inc., is also January 14th, 2011. Now, what does that mean if you're doing some legal detective work at home? It means that this is the document pattern we would expect to see when a limited liability company is converted into a corporation. You might think that that is a smooth process that we could do very easily in the law, but lawyers, we don't do things easily and we always do things with a lot of paperwork. So what actually happens is you tell these various places that you are otherwise authorized to work in, like Washington, that the LLC is dissolved and the ink has been formed. And you generally file those at the same time on the same date so that there isn't any lapse in your authority to conduct business within the jurisdiction of the state. So what this kind of fact pattern means is that on or around December 31st, 2010, you had Bungie LLC become Bungie Inc. in Delaware, and you changed your certificate of authority over here in Washington. Now, as of 2011, who was your registered agent? Well, that was CT Corp, not CSC, a different entity, CT Corp. And if we go and we look in Delaware, we can see that the Delaware entry for Bungie Inc. shows that they were formed in December of 2006 as Bungie LLC. Delaware reports their information a little bit differently. And also Delaware doesn't let us go into any of this information without paying Delaware money, right? I talked about the fact that most corporations form in Delaware. Delaware has reacted to that and now makes a little bit of extra on franchise taxes and on actually making you buy entry into their filings at the state of Delaware level. So we're not gonna do that because it's not terribly necessary, but we can now see that Bungie Inc. has existed longer than what they just said in the Washington document, but that doesn't mean that they were lying or wrong. It means that Delaware keeps track of the existence of the entity even while it was an LLC and after it converted. So now we look and we see that Bungie Inc., the Delaware entity, has the corporation trust company still listed as its agent. You might say, well, okay, that's interesting, Rick. That's important information because all of this stuff from Xbox era is based on the fact that they changed to CSC. And I might agree with you, except note what we just talked about. Delaware hides the ball. Delaware doesn't make it easy to go and get their publicly filed documents, which means if we go and we look at this entry from Open Corporates, that they haven't updated it since August 28th, 2019. And what we're likely looking at, what I can tell you as a spoiler we are looking at, is Bungie changing, at least in Washington, its registered agent services in the summer of this year. So that wouldn't be picked up by a site like this. And this is the kind of thing that you have to be really careful about when you're doing legal research and trying to suss out these issues for a client or otherwise. What we can say, however, is that Bungie Inc. was authorized to do business in Washington starting in 2011, 
and that they've made certain filings from there. They had CT Corp as their registered agent, and they filed a 2014 change to that registered agent, not to change CT Corp out, but to just give a new address for CT Corp. CT Corp then filed another commercial registered agent listing statement, statement of change here, that just kind of verified that they were still the registered agent. They changed their address again in 2017. And then here on June 10th, 2020, you see Bungie Inc. changing its registered agent out to the Corporation Service Company, or CSC, performing the same function that CT Corp had throughout the lifetime of this entity from at least 2011 on. Which means what exactly, right? Unfortunately, I think at this point, it basically means nothing, right? One of the issues that I have here is just a kind of misunderstanding as to what a registered agent is that really stems from this kind of notion that when a U.S.-based company gets acquired, this kind of thing happens. When a U.S.-based company gets acquired, nothing at all has to happen to the registered agent. It could stay exactly the same. The fact that it doesn't in so many of these instances seems to identify the fact that Microsoft likes to work with the corporation services company, which might be useful information. It might be useful information for a different acquirer, or it might be nothing because Bungie could have decided for any number of reasons just to change its registered agent services. Now, I suspect it probably also changed those at the Delaware level. And if we could have better access to that Delaware filing information on a regular basis, that is the entity that you should be following right? Bungie Inc. Washington doesn't exist. It's not a separate thing. Bungie Inc. Delaware exists and gets permission to operate its business in Washington and to pay Washington taxes. But Bungie Inc. Delaware is really where all the action lives. That's the entity that Microsoft would be buying because there is no other entity to purchase, which is all a long way of saying, look, I agree. I have said before in the past that Bungie and Microsoft have undoubtedly picked up the phone at some point in time, that the this is false response to this big, long description of a rumor should not be taken as some kind of blanket denial that they have never talked to each other ever, and that they haven't potentially kind of sussed out and thought experimented with Microsoft bringing Bungie back into the fold. Microsoft, frankly, would be silly to not have the conversation with the issues that they've been having with Halo, with the clear ambit to spend a lot of money to bring in studios, and with the pedigree that Bungie has, particularly with that Halo project. So Microsoft could well be in talks. Bungie could be cleaning up its records to have further conversations with any number of other parties. But we can't say that that's, in fact, the reason that they did it. We can't say that that's, in fact, Microsoft that's on the other end of a change like that. And at the end of the day, that's what Bungie ultimately leaves you with. We have another kind of blanket denial from Pete Parsons because this story has rapidly become very popular online and has been linked to me another dozen times this morning. We have Game Rant now, three hours ago, saying more signs point to Microsoft acquiring Destiny Dev Bungie, Pete Parsons coming out and saying nope. And yes, that's a blanket denial, and you could try to parse that anyway, but now. But at the end of the day, I think we've shown in this video, while it's interesting, while there certainly is the case that Bungie changed its registered agent over the summer, it's worth noting that the dates on these kinds of things do suggest that Microsoft isn't secretly already having bought Bungie and then was denying it two or three months after they actually changed their registered agent. That isn't the kind of thing that giant public corporations do. We talk about lies of omission. We talk about deception here in virtual legality, but you don't lie flat out. That's where you get into serious legal trouble. And we have no reason to believe that they are lying flat out right now. 
Hopefully this was educational and fun for those of you interested in these kinds of topics. I never thought I would get to do a video on registered agents. So I'm very happy to have shared this important information with all of you here today. If you like talking about business and law, thinking about those kinds of concepts through the lens of pop culture like we do, please like, share, subscribe, tell people that we're here, leave comments to the videos. All of that helps us on YouTube. We've got a merch store now. Check everything out. We very much appreciate everybody that keeps virtual legality going on a day-to-day basis now. We're having a lot of fun here and we thank you all for it. If you saw this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.